world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. week on Parents Are Hard To Raise. Elder law expert Amos Goodall, president of the National Elder Law Foundation, is back to discuss some recent changes in the law that could immediately and severely impact the welfare of our aging parents and us. Join 180 million monthly subscribers who can now listen to Parents Are Hard To Raise on Spotify. Welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. Longtime listeners will recognize my next guest as our go-to expert on all matters elder law. If I were to list all of his credentials, there'd be no time left in the show. So let me just say he's a certified elder law attorney practicing in Center County, Pennsylvania with the firm Steinbacker Goodall in your check. Philadelphia Magazine named him a super lawyer in elder law, as they have every year since the category was created. He's a fellow of the National Academy of Elder Law Attorneys and currently serves as president of the National Elder Law Foundation. Attorney Amos Goodall, welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Thank you, Diane. So you're going to talk to us about Medicare. Um, could you kind of refresh our audience um, and about what is Medicare and how it works? I will be happy to, Diane. And I'd like to start with a quote that I think really summarizes, it's a court case, and it really summarizes this area of the law. This was a quote by Judge Friendly, who was a uh, circuit court judge in New York uh, in 1976. He says, there has been developed a degree of complexity in the Social Security Act, and particularly the regulations, which makes them almost unintelligible to the uninitiated. Such yes. unintelligibility is doubly unfortunate in the case of a statute dealing with the rights of poor people, and I would add here, old people. Yes. And that's, that's really what we're talking about today, is a, is a law that is as complex as any law that I know of. In fact, when I turned 65, uh, I write a book on, uh, uh, I'm the, the co-author of a chapter of a book on elder law, one of, and my chapter, one of my chapters is Medicare, and I still had trouble determining what to do uh, for myself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so it is, a, uh, it is a, uh, an area that is complicated, and it is, um, uh, we, need to, we need to understand as much as we can uh, going into it because we're going to make decisions that are going to be with us for a while. Right. So Medicare is basically health insurance a health insurance program for folks who are age 65 and older, as well as some younger people who have disabilities. And it's like any other insurance, you've got to pay the premium to acquire it, and it has various components. There are four main components of Medicare as it stands today. 
there's something called part A, something called part B, something called part C, which is a hybrid of A and B and possibly Medicare part D, which is uh, private health insurance for prescriptive drugs. So those are the, the components of Medicare. And I'd, I'd like to give you a little bit more detail. Part oh. A deals with inpatient health services. I'm sorry, inpatient hospital services, some hospital extended care services, and some home health services and hospice services. Okay. So if you go into the hospital, the hospital bill goes to Medicare Part A. Okay. The doctor who treats you is going to be covered by Part B, and I'll talk about Part B in just a second. Okay. Uh, what, you, what you need to do to get Part A is you need to be either over 65 and be fully insured under the retirement program. In other words, have a sufficient number of quarters of work that you're entitled to Social Security retirement. Typically, when you reach full retirement age, and here it starts to get complicated because yeah. for me, full retirement age is 66. For other people, it might be 67. For, for our parents, it probably was 65. And whatever our full retirement age is, Medicare kicks in at the age of 65. So if you are 65 years of age, you are entitled to Medicare Part and fully insured, you're entitled to Medicare Part A. You are, if you're under 65 and you've been receiving Social Security disability benefits for 24 months, you're entitled to Medicare Part A. And if you are over 65 and you're not uh, fully insured, yeah. then uh, you have a, you can buy in. But apart from that, uh, people who are qualified for Medicare do not have to pay for uh, Medicare Part A. Okay. Now I'm going to go to Part B. Part Part A is the hospital. Part B is the doctor. Okay. Medically necessary services and preventive services like physician services, supplies, diagnostic tests, etc. Those are all Part B. And what do you have to do to get Part B? Well, you have to be entitled to Medicare Part A. Okay. You have to be a citizen and resident of the United States or, and certain non-residents who have uh, been lawfully admitted for permanent residence and who have retired here, who have resided here for at least five years. And there is a premium for Part B. There is a base rate premium. And uh, then there is a uh, an additional uh, charge based upon your income two years or two years ago. Really? OK. The premium varies year by year. Uh, in uh, uh, 1976, for example, the premium was $121. Now it's somewhat higher. The additions to uh, the premium cost based upon income raise the cost up to several hundred dollars a month more. So you're admitted to the hospital. The hospital bill goes to Part A and the doctor's bill goes to Part B. Medicare Part B has a number of deductibles and coinsurance and it has a number of things that it does not cover. Okay. For example, there's a Part B deductible that is so much a year. Uh, there's a, a Part B coinsurance that is 20% of whatever the amount Medicare approves for the bill. And then there are some coverage limits on things like psychological and occupational therapy and things like that. Okay. So people, uh, if they are planning ahead, will purchase at the same time they uh, qualify for Medicare Part B, they will purchase something called Medicare Supplement Insurance or Medigap. Okay. Those are uh, policies that pay for things that Medicare Part B doesn't cover. There actually are basically nine plans, and there are 10 features that uh, different plans cover, and you may choose 
the, the plan that best meets your needs and best meets your uh, uh, wallet, frankly, when you are purchasing that insurance. Right. Social Security Administration maintains a website where you can compare uh, Medigap plans. And to prepare for this conference today, I went on the site and looked, and there are 40 plans in Center County. Oh, my gosh. That, are, uh, that one can choose from. And you look at the plans, and they're all required to have the same coverage in the same areas. So if a plan is going to offer Part B coverage for Part B coinsurance or copayment, all the plans in that category will offer that coverage. And you you have to decide, well, which of the coverages of the extra coverages do I want to pay for? So, for example, if I don't ever plan to travel abroad, I probably won't buy a plan that includes coverage for if I'm outside the country. Right. Okay. Makes Um, sense. If I'm deciding on things, I may or may not choose a coverage that pays for the cost of blood transfusions. So you look at the Medigap insurance policies, you purchase the policy that you best think fits your needs. Now, that's Part A and Part B. Part C, or Medicare Advantage, is a private insurance program that's been around now for about, I'm going to say, the last 15 years, that basically covers your medical expenses, same things that traditional Medicare Part A and Part B cover. Okay. And it must cover one more thing, at least one more thing that's not covered. For example, it may have dental coverage. It may have vision coverage. Uh, Around here in Center County, many of the Medicare Advantage programs include gym memberships because they want people to work out and, of course, stay healthy longer. Right. So it's more of a managed care plan. It's uh, the government uh, pays the uh, company that administers the plan a certain amount of money per person, and then they administer the uh, the insurance program. Uh, there are some advantages to Medicare Advantage. There are some disadvantages. One of them is you're dealing with a private insurance company, and right. so your your ability to challenge things is not based upon federal law, but it's based upon the insurance contract. Huh. Okay. So, so you have. You have Part A and B, or you have Part C, and uh, the cost for Part C is sometimes is as little as nothing more than the part cost of Parts A and B because they're relying on on the uh, what they're getting from the federal government. Uh, clearly, if you have a more expensive plan, you're going to get more coverage, and the uh, CMS has a website, or the Social Security Administration has a website that will allow you to compare the coverages of various plans. By the way, my website is goodall.org, and and after we finish this conversation, I'm going to post on the website a couple of PowerPoint presentations that discuss this, as well as the links to the comparison tools that I've been ta- that I'm talking about. Perfect. That's wonderful. So, so you you look at what insurance you want to buy. You you decide on do I want Medicare Part A and B traditional or do I want Medicare Advantage, and then you have to think about drugs. And you know, might you might say this kind of drives you to drugs, but I'm now talking about yeah, drugs <laughs> rather than recreational ones. Oh my gosh! Um, so uh, the uh, Part D program, the Medicare Prescription Drug Program, is incredibly complicated, and I hope I can do justice in explaining it. Uh, Each provider, each insurance company has made a list of the drugs that it covers. So if you take a particular drug, 
you can look to see whether that that drug is covered under the particular plan that you are considering buying. And again, there's a website that will let you compare these things. So is your drug on that list? That's called a formulary. And it's the list of drugs that the company will provide coverage for. And then you haven't finished because the next thing you have to do is figure out where in their tier of drugs does the drug you need fit. And you may need a drug that is uh, called a tier one drug or which is basically generic drugs. They pay more of the cost of that than if you had a tier five drug, which is the, the highest tier drug, which is perhaps an experimental drug, in which case they may, they may or may not pay for I analyzed it. Well, the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs listed the 20 most prescribed brand name drugs for seniors. Okay. And I analyzed uh, for Center County the 31 prescription drug plans that covered those 20 items. And the cost of the plans ranged from uh, $13 a month to $168 a month. And although probably no one takes all 20 of those brand name drugs, right. the annual cost or the additional out-of-pocket expense of those drugs was roughly $15,000 a year. And we're going to continue talking with Amos Goodall. But first, if you're a woman or there's a woman in your life, there's something you absolutely need to know. I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise, and although Katie is only 5 feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her 6 foot 4, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day, she was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. You're listening to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on demand using the iHeartRadio app. iPhone users can listen on Apple Podcasts and Android users on Google Podcasts. 
Want a great new way to listen to the show? Just say, Alexa, play Parents Are Hard to Raise podcast. Getting the latest episode of Parents Are Hard to Raise. Here it is from iHeartRadio. It's as simple as that. You're right, Dolly. There are so many really cool new ways to listen to our show. It's hard to keep track. You can join the 180 million listeners on Spotify. You can listen in your car, at the gym, or pretty much anywhere on your smartphone with Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can get us on Apple TV, DirecTV, Roku. And like Dolly said, you can even ask Alexa to play the show for you. It's great because you don't have to be tied to a radio anymore. You can listen when you want, where you want, for as long as you want. And if you're listening to the show in one of these new ways, please do me a big favor. Share this new technology. Help someone else learn about the show and show them a new way to listen. So, Amos, we were talking about the uh, Medicare drug coverage and the tiers. Yes, um, and I apologize to your listeners. That was a very dry presentation, but I, I think I needed to, to present that information in order to set the stage for what I really wanted to talk to you about today, and that's that we are presently in what is called an open enrollment period. Okay. Uh, it's a time when people can change their, their coverages. So let me give you one more piece of dry information, and then okay, we'll get, rolling then we'll on, get to the, on the open enrollment. Good, the juice, right? <laughs> we'll right. get to the juicy stuff. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so when you turn 65, you are supposed to enroll in Medicare. Uh, that's called the initial enrollment period. It begins. Uh, uh, it's a seven-month period, beginning three months before you turn 65 and ending uh, four months afterwards. Now you should enroll at the beginning of the period, because if you wait until you're 65 or you wait until you're a few days after 65, there will be a gap in your coverage. Your old coverage will not cover you and the new Medicare coverage won't kick in. So if you, but if you enroll at the very beginning of the open enrollment period uh, or the initial enrollment period, you can make sure you don't have any lapse in coverage. Yeah. If you have not done that, if you fail to enroll when you're supposed to enroll, right. you can still enroll later you can enroll in something called a general enrollment period, but that's only between January 1st and March 31st of each year. And the sanction is, first of all, that you have to enroll during that period. Secondly, that you don't get coverage until July. And third of all, you're going to have to pay a penalty. Oh, my gosh. And uh, the penalty for Part B, Part A, if, if you're not going to have to pay for Part A, there's no penalty for that. But Part B is 10% for each full year of delay for lifetime. So if you're five years late, that oh means gosh. your premium is going to be 50% more for the rest of your life. Jeez. So it's, uh, it's important that folks enroll in Medicare whenever they first can. Now, some folks have something called comparable coverage, or, or and that's coverage, for example, through an employer. And if they have that coverage, they can delay enrolling in Medicare as long as that coverage is in force. And when that coverage ends, then their initial enrollment period would begin, or else they would have something called a special enrollment period, which is effectively the same thing. Now, I, I want to caution your listeners that COBRA, many folks have heard of COBRA, which right. is you lose your job, you can keep your health insurance for several years after that if you pay privately. That is not comparable coverage. And if you have that and you turn 65 and you're relying on COBRA, you're going to suffer a penalty later. 
Wow. Okay, so <laughs> you've, you've enrolled in, in Medicare when you're supposed to enroll in it. You've enrolled okay. in it during your initial enrollment period. But what's going on now? What's going on now yes. is that you're in the in an open enrollment period when you're allowed to change and you can change without penalty. So if you're in traditional Medicare and you, you think, well, maybe I want to uh, change my coverage and enroll in Medicare Advantage and maybe not have to pay for my Medigap insurance anymore, uh, this is the time to do it. And this is the time to go on the website and compare the various plans and determine whether a plan that is Medicare Advantage would meet your needs at a better cost or whether you should you feel better staying with the traditional plan and you can make your decision at that time. In a sense, Medicare Advantage is often like a sometimes like an HMO or sometimes like a preferred provider plan that if you go outside the network, you're going to have penalties or you're going to have to pay more. Uh, whereas if you're in traditional Medicare, you go to any doctor who's who's enrolled in the Medicare program, and you're going to have the same benefits as you would anywhere else. So this is the time that you have that you can check to determine whether, should I stay with Medicare? Should I go to Medicare Advantage? Do I want to stay with the Medigap company I have? Do I want to maybe consider another Medigap company? Right. The open enrollment period is now through December the 7th, and it's for uh, coverage which begins January the 1st. So it's there's there's some time constraints. Yeah. The other thing you need to consider is whether you want to change your prescription drug program. You're going to have to go through that same horrible comparison analysis that I described a few minutes ago to determine whether some other drug program might better suit your needs. After all, your drug program, if you have a particular drug that you're taking, this is the time often that companies, prescription companies, change their formulary and they may say, well, we're not going to offer that drug anymore or we're going to move it into a higher tier so that it's going to be more expensive. And you may, this would be the time when you can change companies without any penalty. I'm saying that there is no penalty. There is unfortunately one penalty and that's this. If you go from traditional Medicare, the part A and B where you, you your, your program is through the government, to Medicare Advantage, that's smooth and seamless. Okay. Go the other way, however. Oh. Uh, that's also smooth and seamless as far as the medical uh, insurance coverage is concerned. However, for the Medigap, for the the program that pays for the deductibles and the other things that you want to uh, have some relief from having to pay, they in in most that's a, that's regulated by the states, and in most states there are four exceptions. But in most states, there's a waiting period for the new coverage. So if you are, you're in the hospital and you thought your patient pay portion of the hospital bill was going to be covered by your Medicare supplement insurance company, and it's within that waiting period, it's not going to be covered. So there is some uh, disadvantage to transferring between uh, Medicare, between Medicare Advantage and going back to traditional Medicare. So I guess the 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 uh, rule would be if you know you're going to be sick, <laughs> you may not want to change plans. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, uh, are there a lot of changes coming, you know, down the pike for next year? Well, there are not a lot of changes for Medicare, traditional Medicare, and traditional Medicare uh, Part A and B. Uh, those those programs are going to be the same. The only thing that might change is that the 
cost if you're being hit with a premium because you have a some in, high income. Okay. That cost is going to be going up. Uh, that it seems to be always going up. Uh, sure. And uh, <laughs> they 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 change the brackets a little bit, but uh, for most people, the cost is at least going to be the same, and maybe it go up just a little bit. There are some special help that's available to folks who are of limited income to pay some of those deductibles. That's really uh, not what we were going to be talking about today, but in the PowerPoints that I'm going to post on my website, it discusses uh, programs like uh, uh, specified low-income beneficiaries and qualified beneficiaries and some other ones. And those are all uh, some help that people have in paying some of those deductibles. But... uh, as far as Medicare Advantage goes, I'm not aware of any systemic, substantial systemic changes to uh, Medicare Advantage at this time. Although companies, they're private insurances. Right. So companies have the right to change anything about their plans that they can get past the state insurance commissioners. Um, I believe that uh, there's a, a push now to allow the government to negotiate for the cost of prescription drugs. And I'm understanding that that, uh, that cost savings may be used to uh, provide additional coverage, possibly vision, possibly dental, under traditional Medicare plans. But I will believe that, frankly, when I see it. Yes. Okay. Sure. So this is really overwhelming, right? How does someone know what to do? Well, there are... There are um, Of course, insurance agents can help with the products that they sell. Um, When you're turning 65, your mailbox is going to be filled with advertisements from uh, people wanting you to buy their Medicare Advantage plan. Uh, But most most states have a statewide office which will help you evaluate those plans. In Pennsylvania, it's called a prize. And I've, um, I know some of the folks who uh, man the telephones in that office, and they, uh, they are very knowledgeable about the various programs available in Pennsylvania. And while they won't play favorites, they can help you analyze what your needs are okay. and uh, point you to some of, the, some of the programs which seem at first blush to fill those needs. Uh, I believe that CMS also contains a, uh, information rating the various companies as far as surveys as to satisfaction. So you can take a look at if you're going to buy from company A, uh, is it are people happy with it, or is it is it be- might you better go to company B? So there is help available. Of course, uh, I, a plug for my profession: uh, certified elder lawyers, uh, uh, people who have the SEAL credential. Uh, have been trained and are experienced in advising seniors who are entering this phase in their lives and would certainly be a great resource. Definitely. Because this is tough. You know, this seems very tough to do on your own, knowing what to do. It it is. I mean, it's the, the, you have to answer basic questions. Do I want to go with a government program? Do I want to go with a private insurance program? Once you've done that, then which are the private insurance programs? And if I'm going to use the government program, which are the Medigap policies do I want to buy? Getting old is not for people who are faint of heart. That's for darn sure. Yeah, you're not kidding. Oh, my gosh. And Amos, um, give us uh, your website again, please. My website is goodall.org. And there is a, 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 a line in it or, or a, a thing at the top called uh, resources. 
And in that, in that, if you, if your readers will, your listeners will click on that, uh, that button, it will take them to a list of uh, a number of items that I've listed, put up there. One of which will be the PowerPoints discussing this Medicare program. Another will be a discussion of the of the open enrollment period. And finally, I will have the links that I've talked about that allow you to compare plans and determine exactly what's available in your area. Thank you. Enter you. your zip code and then there you are. Thank you so much, Amos, for all this information. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Parents are hard to raise family. I love getting your emails and questions, so please keep sending them. You can reach me at Diane at ParentsAreHardToRaise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a CounterThink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. May you forget everything you don't want to remember and remember everything you don't want to forget. Thank you so much for listening and happy Thanksgiving.